Are we started? Is the podcast started? We have come a long way. Okay. We've come a long way because yeah. if you think about it, it is now officially the month of March. What? And this That's is my the birth month. month, Jacob. It is. That's your brother's birth month. It is my brother's birth month. That is birth both month. of Elliot's namesake's birth month. Oh, it is so true. I got my, extra piece of paper. My son, Elliot Noel Joel Givens. Depends on if he's being a good kid or a bad kid. That's true. That's if he's true. being awesome, he's Elliot Noel Givens. And if he's being bad, he's, he's just Elliot like Joel. my brother, yeah, that's Joel. Right. Um, yeah, we've come a long way, and so there might be some things that even even people listening to the show only and not watching it will notice. Really? Yeah, because right now you yeah. and I are wearing microphones. What? We're wearing them. You put a microphone on me? I put it in you while you were asleep. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it feels great. I was wondering. I was feeling uh, just feeling, feeling different today. I was feeling more regular. Ooh, ooh yeah. yeah. No, I uh, we got lavalier microphones because we once we started to move towards this news desk format, yeah. we were like, they did. we can't be encumbered Mm-mm. by stands. Far too much encumberment going There's on. So much encumberment, <laughs> and we even did more than just lavaliers. Now we have a teleprompter. You're kidding me. I am not kidding. You're saying that we can look directly at the camera and just see what's being yes. what we're supposed to say? Yes. And actually okay. everything that I'm saying right now is yeah. not my own. It's just being fed to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's being typed in real time in real by Veronica. Time. Behind this... the behind the, the teleprompter. <laughs> Life is a simulation. I knew it. Oh, Jacob, yeah. I gotta ask you, before I go on, on, on national television, mm-hmm. do I have boogies going on right now? Do I have a, no, a boogie no, situation? No, no, no. no I boogies. Look great. No, no I want I wanna I want a pizza at this thing. Me? I want to be making it great. You look, no, you look Did wonderful. you do the preemptive, you've got a boogie, so I'm going to ask about my boogie? Have you ever done that before? No, done that's that a good move. The good move good is, move. like, you've done this. Okay, Veronica's nodding, and I know maybe some of you at home. You think to yourself, they have a boogie, mm-hmm. and instead of me just flat out saying, but you, got a you, you have a boogie, yeah. you, go, you go, hey, uh, do I have something in my nose? And then they go, they go, mm, no, I don't see anything. Yeah. And then they usually go, what about me? And you go, Oh yeah, just a little something right there, mm. and it doesn't look like you pointed anything out. It's yeah, a, it's the it's old. It's very subtle. It's very the like old it switcheroo. It is a switcheroo. That's good. No, I wasn't doing that, and you don't have a boogie in your okay. nose. I legitimately felt like. Uh, you I had felt it. like, oh, is there something going on with this? I had this feeling. You know what it is? Something. What is it? Is it's it nerves? The, it's the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you placed it, it's got the feeling of You'll nose boogie. You'll never know. Oh, but go goodness. There it is. No, there, there might be a sound for our audience just to let you know, and this will be something that I'll play with in the audio. I'll ask some audio wizards that we know, like we know Tim. Yeah. And uh, the, the microphone cable is against our chest, and so if we move, it might make a little swish, 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 swish sway. It might. Veronica, does it sound like we're swishing, swashing right now? A little, little bit? A little bit. A little bit. Oh, nice. okay. yeah. yeah. But it doesn't sound like, oh, it's, it's pretty It's not much. bad. And, and so maybe there's something that people do, like a trick. Maybe, I feel like when I've been on sets before, there's something they do to put against your skin that yeah. helps with that. Yeah, I, I think know. they might, huh? Like We're swishy skin. Under a shirt or like a, or maybe maybe they just tape it to the, tape the cord more to yeah. pin it to the rest See, of the See, these clothes. are all the things that we're learning together. 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 Well, hey, we're not releasing this thing to the wild. No. This is just podcasters only. This is so exclusive right now, it's ridiculous. This is literally like you're in a VIP club. Yeah. And you are getting to see the premium. Premium. Behind the door. Behind the door. Footage. Footage. Sounds. Sounds. You have papers. Hmm? I do. 
He brought papers, guys, and I didn't bring papers. I just have my water. I always bring papers because it looks very professional when you have papers in front of you, even though it's all on the teleprompter. I have papers. Although I did, I did do little talking points in each of my stories. I know that I that I thought would be good good down here, and I made the writing nice and big because my eyes are failing me. Yeah. Next yeah. next show, I will have my papers in front of me as well because I foolishly had my talking points and I have them in the teleprompter. So I'm not. It's not going to look like I'm like comfortably like, hey, let's just hey. chit chat about some of these afterthoughts. It's going to look like I'm reading. Yeah. Oh well, that's okay. But that's but what you're you going to be reading directly at the camera, which is what the that's audience right. wants. That's right. That's what yeah. they want. That's yeah. what they want. So should we try this? I think we do one. We see what kind of level of professionalism we've hit here. Yeah, I'm excited. Veronica, are you excited? I'm excited for you. We've invested yeah. quite a bit, actually. We have, we have the teleprompter. We uh, we got a whole new light kit here yeah. to make it to make us look a little more like we're professionals. We got the lavalier mics. Mm -hmm. As you saw a couple of weeks ago, we, mm -hmm. we created it. We built this desk we from scratch. We built this desk. We built this desk on rock and roll. On rock and on roll mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the shelf behind you was we, that was self-installed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, listen to that. He's got that nice ASMR lavalier style. That's yeah, it. <laughs> Welcome to ASMR <laughs> lavalier style. <laughs> Yes, All right. sir. All right, I'm, yes, I'm ready, buddy. You're gonna you're gonna I think start us off. Shot. We give it a shot. I think okay. let's go for it. So, are you gonna do the? We're gonna do our line, right? Which is this week in green. Yep. Okay. I love it. Ready? I'm ready. Are, are you ready? Is the audience ready? The is podcast? The audience? You guys ready? You let us know. You let us know. They're ready. Okay. Okay. Here we go. This week in green, Stora Enzo, a company in Finland, has built a 10 million euro production facility to produce battery materials from trees. The Finnish designers have discovered that a wood-based material known as, known as lignin can be used to replace graphite, which is the most commonly used anode in a modern-day lithium-ion battery. Lignin is a readily available material that makes up over 30% of the tree's total wood composition, while graphite makes up over 50% and can often be as high as 95% of the average lithium-ion battery, and it needs to be mined, which adds to the carbon footprint of electric cars, phones, and renewable energy storage. By replacing graphite with lignite, we can literally remove carbon from the atmosphere by growing trees to reduce more than half of the carbon-intensive mining demand for renewable energy. When told that humans could use up to 20 million tons of lignite for renewable energy in the next, next 10 years, Treebeard, Lord of the Ents, stated, We have had an ant moot, and we have decided that we are going to start producing fertilizer from renewable human carcass meat. <laughs> it's my... Best, it's my best tree beard I've got. I think it was fantastic. I, I've got to work on tree beard a little bit. But that was the, I think it was great. That's I what he sounds like. I thought, you know, if Treebeard was asked about this, he'd be like, "What the heck? Like, we, you, you're killing trees." I mean, you saw what he did when, when, uh, when, when, what was it? Wasn't it was it was uh, which book? Oh, it's, it's in the second book. You would know. You read all of It's in the second book. I know, but I'm forgetting everything. I'm forgetting uh, everything these well, days. Well, you know what? They're I big can't books. see. I'm forgetting. COVID has destroyed me. <laughs> So sorry. So but sorry. basically, it's it's uh, it's 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 kind of the number two bad guy wizard in the in the whole story. And yeah. He's got his two towers, and he's and he's there. Well, there's two. He's got the bad tower, and there's also the good tower. But he's right. in his tower, and he's try you know, and he's trying to like destroy everything. And the trees decide we're going to take you out, and they totally demolish everything that he's that yeah. he's working on. Anyway, so Treebeard can get angry if the circumstance calls for it. Yeah. And I think that this might might be a circumstance where Treebeard might be like, "What the heck, man? Yeah. Oh, great. So we're just going to kill trees, and no big deal. Who cares, right? Yeah. Yeah." I think it's I think it's amazing, and I'm glad you chose to do Treebeard. Mm -hmm. And I think that your voice of Treebeard was pretty spot on because here's the thing: yeah. it was a book first, then a movie. It's true. So really, it could be anything. It's how did I imagine it when I read it? Exactly. Because I did read it before I saw like it. Like if you'd started and gone like, if I were here I think that maybe maybe that wouldn't be so Treebeard. Be like I don't know if anybody would read lack it. wisdom. I mean, unless there's a large chipmunk uh, Lord of the Rings. 
uh, group? Uh, look, they're making a new Lord of the Rings series, I think, based on the Cimmerillion right now, and then we could meet a chipmunk. It's uh, possible. Anything is possible in Lord of the Rings. Anything is possible. In Middle-earth, anything can happen. Yeah, well, no, that's an interesting story. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I thought it was interesting. Um, you know, all joking aside, I think it's a really kind of a potentially good idea. They, they claim that they're using only sustainable trees uh, to do the job, which is which is really good. Um, so, like, they're they're finding parts of the forest where they can take the trees without destroying the entire forest, and where the trees can then you know regrow and, and more of them can you know, absorb some some carbon dioxide, which would be really great. Lovely. Um, I was actually thinking we talked in the past about uh, Christmas trees and how you grow Christmas trees True. to. Uh, you know, like how it isn't as bad for the environment as one would think because you're actually reducing carbon uh, by growing the trees before you put it in your house, and then you know, as long as they're removed properly, it's no big deal, right? right. So I thought that could be an interesting thing if, if trees for Christmas were then turned into batteries. That might be kind of a neat second life for a tree. Christmas tree batteries. Christmas tree batteries. This is my thought. This is you know, this is this is something I thought we kind of kind of neat. Um, but another kind of interesting talking point that I found is that 90% of the graphite that is uh, produced on Earth. Uh, is, is controlled by China. In fact, a lot of it's actually produced in China. And the only issue with that is that China is not really where a lot of them are then later sent. Wow. So like a lot of the batteries and cars and everything else, they end up in the US or in Europe or you know all, all over the world. Some do yeah. stay in China, but a lot of them go elsewhere, right? Yeah. So that means that there's a ton of shipping, and all that shipping has a lot of logistics cost. Uh, there's, there's just, you know, it's a, it's a carbon footprint that's pretty pretty massive, yeah. and if you were growing trees and getting it from there, then you could literally have the, you know, you could produce the the batteries anywhere because trees are everywhere. It's true. So it's kind of an, I thought it was an interesting story. I think it's a neat way to go about it. It's kind of cool that this uh, this company Stora Enzo is, is working on that. So I love it. There it's you go. Great story. We'll have more for you soon. So this is the part in the podcast where we've got a little learning curve. Yeah. Which is, I have his talking points in the teleprompter, and it's not going to move forward until you read those words. Oh, I have to read the words? Or we can have Not only mines it, they ship it everywhere else. Lignite is everywhere and would not require carbon-intensive logistics. There you go. So, we, we, you know, again, you're the podcast audience, and, oh, no, it moved fat past my story. Uh, so we're going to need Veronica's help, folks. So this is you the, know, I, think, I don't think our podcast audience minds if they hear us if say, they hear hey, us Veronica, kinda, can you set this thing up? Back. So you can move Plus, the screen just back a little bit. So you're going to go the reverse way, other go way. other Ups, way. Upstairs. There we, we go. go. You oh, want to oh, see okay. the start of my story, which a little bit further back, a little bit further back. There it there is. It is. Oh, That's it. So good. So this should work, I think. I think we're on to something, folks. We're on to something, I, folks. I, I felt I felt pretty good, that pretty smooth. Good. You know, there's a couple little hiccups here and there, sure. but that's all right. Sure. I don't know how to read, so it's a, for me it was a big accomplishment. I just learned this week. Yeah. So, big deal. <laughs> so uh, get settled, get comfortable. You're not in a rush. You're fine. This is the this the is VIP a, squad gets to hear all the shenanigans. All the shenanigans that go in, in between. Yes. In, in the for the listeners, so you guys know, Veronica had to get up, take off her headphones, come over to the screen, move it back to my teleprompter beginning, because we're getting the feel for this, yeah. this bad boy. We're going to get better, and we're also oh, going to yeah. get better at timing ourselves on the teleprompter and seeing the stuff that's being totally. read and totally. doing all that. But honestly, I would say of everything we've done so far, that felt like the best the most. delivery of the news part, and then we could actually talk pretty freely. About Absolutely, it. because you don't have to break your eyes away from the... Camera. You're looking at the camera while you do it, which is it's pretty brilliant. <laughs> Teleprompter, who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Okay, are we ready for me to try it? Jacob, it's on. I, I am desperate. I don't have papers. to find out what's next. Okay, in the news, this week in green, a highway of used diapers. A hundred thousand dirty disposable diapers are being used to pave a road in West Wales. Hmm. Now I know what you're thinking. How smelly is this highway going to be? 
but you can rest assured that the used diapers were rinsed thoroughly and then shredded into fibrous gray pellets and mixed with asphalt and slathered over a 1.5 mile stretch of winding road. Ben Lake, a politician who re represents this area in Britain's parliament, visited the freshly paved site and stated that it smells like road. <laughs> I should probably do that in a British accent. So. It smells like road. Flawless. Nappy Cycle, the Welsh company that provided the pellets, is one of only two diaper recycling companies in the world. Diapers are referred to as nappies in Wales, and director Rob Poyer said they are difficult to break down into plastic cellulose and absorbent polymer parts. Nappy Cycle has recycled 40 million diapers a year and used these pellets to make construction panels, pinup boards, and coasters. The effort could be a game changer in terms of reducing landfill waste and environmental implications. Around 140 million disposable diapers are tossed away every year in Wales. And when you take that number globally, it is a staggering 18 billion. Several locals were interviewed about the used diaper highway, and when asked if this could be a, uh, done with adult diapers, most said the same thing. It depends. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That is such I'm sorry, great, not sorry. A great joke. That is, that's good. That's good dad joke humor right there. I had to. You nailed that one. I, I had to. I had the diaper story, and I was sitting here, and I was thinking, so all my, all my news stories today, not all of them have jokes, but when you have that dad joke humor presented to you, you go, I'm going for it. You I, have to hit that spot. You have to so. hit it and people might turn off the podcast immediately and take a breath, yeah. but I'm, I'm begging you, come back. There's more, there's gonna be great stuff. It's not all gonna make you groan, but- uh, It depends. It depends. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was interesting, right? It's yeah. a cool story about That's whales fantastic. and the- 18 billion diapers yeah. a year. A year. In landfills. Isn't that unbelievable? That's insane. I know. I can't, is there even 18 billion diapers worth of space on Earth? I mean, I, there is, but still, it's like, that's crazy. It is crazy. That's and so, that's so many. I mean, there's, yeah, like, there's a lot of babies. Yeah. Uh, so, I, that, that, that makes sense, I guess, but it's still, it's, it's, it's wild. It is wild. It yeah. really is wild. Yeah. And a few other side points, you know, a lot of people wonder, have we done this before with other, you know, trash and used materials, but other countries have used our trash for infrastructure, well, that's a tough word to read, <laughs> infrastructure, as even California used plastic bottles and packaging to repave a three-lane stretch of highway. It's a good idea. Yeah, it it's is. It's a good idea, because you, some some of it is filler, right? And you yeah. gotta put it down somewhere, and if, yeah. if you're gonna be covering an entire roadway with with asphalt or concrete anyway, or both, yeah. I I mean, why, why not? Why not have that as part of the filler? I mean, you're you're burying it there. You're burying the ground. I, I don't know. You know, make it something that's 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 useful. You can drive on. It's pretty. It's pretty clever. I, I think it's a pretty cool idea. I do too. I'm for it. Yeah. And this is, uh, you know, there is that cloth versus disposable debate mm -hmm. that goes on and on because, you know, everybody who was in the green community for the longest time was saying, you got to do cloth. You got to do cloth. Well, the problem is, we learned that can be really intensive on water and energy use if we're rewashing over and over again. So that has gone back and forth as to which is the right idea. And so while this doesn't necessarily solve that debate, this at least helps the let's use what we have problem. And some children also just, they they destroy the diapers. They do. They just go to town and, and it's There's just, no way you're gonna wash it. There's that. just, you try to wash it and it, it never, it never, it never recovers. Nothing, it doesn't come out. We, I actually remember when, even back when, when we had babies back in, well, 2009, days. 2010 was yeah. when we last had a baby. Yeah. Um, was uh, I mean back then we we had other moms were saying, oh yeah, I used the you know I used the the 
you know, the cloth diaper, and it's natural, and it's great, and it's really good. And, and, and we were like, oh, we should probably do that. And, and I got to be honest, I'm here on an environmental show. We never, we never did. I think the concept of just like yeah, having to wash all the poo was pretty overwhelming. It Although, is overwhelming. I thought it, it would probably, it would definitely better thing for the environment. There's yeah. no question. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I'm waiting for somebody to invent one of those. You know how they have those like cat litter boxes that sits on the toilet. <laughs> they need to create this device that you can set your baby in. All day, all day. It just sits in front of over the toilet and yeah. just fills it up. Yeah, yeah I think that terrible. I think that playing work. with your baby, hanging with your baby, doing things with your baby is completely overrated. Yeah, and we should really spend more time creating <laughs> poo areas for our babies to just hang out. Absolutely. And just do yeah, it. Just go to go town. for it. Help the environment. Stop helping your kids. That's yeah. that's what I. That's, that's what, I believe. what we're trying to say. Of course we're joking. We're, of course we're joking. <laughs> and my last point I'll say is because yeah. I know there could be concerns over microplastics that comes up a lot. But uh, Jason Hallett, a professor of sustainable chemical technology, states that diapers would leak far more microplastics if thrown into landfills. Yeah, absolutely. So this would be helpful. Yeah, well, I, I think so. I mean, those roads are going to be used. It's 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 and they're going to be replaced and they're going to be dug up and the same the same parts of the road below it. I mean, you resurface it and put a new road on top of it or if you break it up, you can often use the parts inside of the road again for a new road or for something else. I mean, it's a, it's it's good. It's a good use of it. It's really smart. I mean, you might actually get your 900 years of use out of it if we're if we're careful. If we're careful. So that it actually biodegrades into something else. So, that's cool. So that's my story and we'll have more for you soon. I was, that was a knockout. That went great. The yeah. teleprompter was very cooperative. It did what we wanted to do once we restarted it, but that went yeah. smooth. Our that banter was, was hey, yo. On point. On? That might have been our best one ever. That might be our best one so far. I, can't, I think we're getting, a, we're we're getting, getting an idea here. We're getting hang of this, baby. We need better clothes, Jacob. Yeah. We look like a couple of schmoes up here. I know, I know. Yeah. You guys agree who are watching these clips, you're probably thinking to yourself like, these guys look like they have fun at work. Yeah. And we don't we want don't that. don't have fun at work. The thing is, is that guys who are on the news look like they don't have fun at work, and that's why you believe them. You need, they need to look like they're suffering in yes. order for you to trust you what they're saying. You need to think, there's no way that guy is comfortable at all, and that's why the news story he's telling me right now has to be has true. Has to be true, because he's desperate to tell it, because the sooner he tells it, the sooner he gets off of here and out of these horribly uncomfortable clothes. Yeah, like, they're looking at us right now, and they're going, for all I know, you are five minutes from driving off to Vegas yes. in those outfits, yeah. which means that the news story you're telling me could be bogus. Yeah. Because you just want to get out of there. You just, yeah. Yeah. What do you even care? Yeah. Do you even care what do you're you saying to me right now? You did, guys, you, did you even, did you even research this? You might did you well, even back it up? You might as well be holding daiquiris. I don't believe you. Yeah. That's I mean, what? Well, it's, it's like, it's like, it's like just saying that Steven Seagal was part of the, uh, the Russian, part of the uh, Russian uh, army. army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. You know, just just make it up. Yeah, just make what it the heck? up. Just make it up as you go along. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, audience. That's that's a little rip on the real news people of the world who did that. <laughs> Are we ready to go for another one? Are you ready? I or? think I think we should give it a shot. Let's see okay. what happens. Okay, I'm excited. We give give it a whirl. Okay, so do I have to say before we start that so I have to oh, say wildlife question. crossings for animals? There yeah, you go. So now you haven't started your moment yet. No, I haven't. Shall we give it a whirl? Yeah. Okay. This week in green, Congress has just approved $350 million in funds for a wildlife crossing pilot program in Santa Monica, California. The funds will go toward building a green bridge over the 101 freeway, which will be used exclusively for wildlife to cross the highway where it invades the Santa Monica Mountains. While there are currently around 1,000 wildlife crossings in the country, this pilot will hopefully prove that viability of a more ambitious government project that could place several of these crossings over any highway that impedes the natural movement of wild animals. 
Proponents of the project cite inbreeding and mountain lion populations and overly frequent collisions with deer along highways as a reason to move this project forward. There are many types of crossings, or as Elmer Fudd calls them, choke points, <laughs> where widowed animals can cross. Some offer bridges that match the environment with rocks and trees. Others are tunnels, which are perfect for blasting wastery rabbits. His colleague, Yosemite Sams, agreed, stating, That vermin don't know what hit him! Oh that's God. that's uh, that's my news report for the <laughs> for, for the crossing. <laughs> I was doing everything I could crossings. to keep my composure while you were reading this because I was like, "This is a professional news desk," and then you go and throw a amazing Elmer Fudd oh, and a Yosemite Sam at me, and I couldn't I couldn't hold it. Waskowy Webbits. I wish I could do better at, uh, at uh, Elmer Fudd, but I'll work on it. Yeah. <laughs> what I love is that he phonetically wrote out the Elmer Fudd, and so yes. I'm reading his choice of words, and it was it was uh, if you, if you're, chef's kiss. If the teleprompter, you'd see that I was. Yeah, I just want to make sure I, pronu I pronounce them properly because I had to get a correct quote. You do. I don't want to, you know, if Elmer Fudd and, and, and Yosemite Sam are high level celebrities, and Absolutely. if they're interested in this and they're talking about it, then we need to get the quotes accurate. Absolutely. They're we big do, fans. We do important news here. We do. We do important news. <laughs> just imagine how amazing that'll look in a suit when you do an Elmer Fudd story. That is that that is that is so right. Ah, oh, we gotta get into suits in this thing. I know, right, Jacob. I know. No, we'll get there. We'll get there. That's but, right. But anyway, this is a cool story. Yeah. This is a great thing to see, and uh, you know, right? Yeah, I, I think it's good. Um, you know, I had a couple couple talking points to, to, to go over it. I, I was thinking, one, you, you see how many people are driving with phones, mm -hmm. and those folks, you know, they're they're already hitting each other. They're already stopping forever at the at the green light when you're yeah. trying to go, and it's and they're not moving or. We're just running through the red light, or everything yeah. else that, that folks are doing now that they have phones. That's also affecting animals. It's yeah. we're hitting more of them. That people are hitting deer and, and, and elk and buck and moose and all sorts of crazy things out there. So it's just not you know it's it's, it's something that that's that's worth looking at. Yeah. Also, we're invading more and more of the natural land. So you know, doing so only kind of makes makes sense, right? Um, we're building into the wildlife area. We should account for what we're doing for that. I think and, and yeah. try our best to mitigate what we do to screw up their lives. Some of the stuff they were talking about with uh, in, in, in the article uh, with with cougars, uh, or mountain lions, there's like six names, by the way, for a mountain yeah, lion. Yeah, there are so yeah. many species. Yeah, but they, but they, they uh, you know, like they're having, they're having trouble breeding because they, they travel a very long distance. And when you cut across the middle of their territory with a kind of an unpassable freeway, they, they get hit, they die, or they just don't bother going over. And so they're not breeding as readily with other other mountain lions, and it's, and it's causing a serious problem. But even like in Florida, they actually have a lot of them in Florida already because they had issues with, uh, with alligators. Yeah. So they need alligator crossings, so they would put them in tunnels underneath the freeways, and that, that's working really well out there. I just think, I do think it's a good idea. I think it saves a lot of problems for a lot of people, and it's, you know, it's kind of neat. They, they set them up really beautifully with like stones and rocks and trees, and they just make them look very natural, like the actual habitat that's there. And it's a great idea. I, I, I know that it's, uh, you know, a lot of people get frustrated when the government, you know, spends money on things, but I think that sometimes you have to, right? If you're going to yeah. build, if you're going to build highways, you need to account for the area you're invading. Yeah, I think it's great. And I remember seeing something about, you know, some island area that had crabs that migrated across and had to get to the beach and they built this crossing. <laughs> and I remember it is so funny because you think, what a wonderful thing. Yet, how in the world did humanity take so long to get to this notion right. of like, we built bridges for human beings, but we were like, yeah, the animals, they'll figure it Nothing. out. There's there's cars traveling at 80 miles per hour. Or they'll side. look both ways. They'll look both ways. Like, <laughs> how, how was that not literally part of the initial design build? 
however many years ago, they should have said like, okay, we need a place for people to cross. And also there's a lot of wildlife that needs to get across this. We should probably create a path that's just for them and it's not for people. So. Well, humans need work, Jacob. Humans really we need, need a little to get bit of work. Yeah. I guess if I was to try to defend what it was, when, when at first we were doing this, it was generally, not totally, but it was, it was generally roads just in, in towns and that's cities. And, and it wasn't until we started connecting them uh, and then putting the cities together through through better roads and actually yeah. making highways, um, that that it really became an issue. You know, in the, after World War II, right? For the yeah. the the, uh, the uh, during the Great Depression, right? The New Deal. One of the big things of the New Deal was was a whole set of infrastructure for the country and building these highways all over it. Which is, I mean, it's been fantastic for the country. It's made the whole country a lot closer. It's made it a lot easier for us to find each other. But the flip side of that is, when you do that, you are absolutely passing through where wildlife live, yeah. and so. You know, it's good that we're getting to it. Better late than never, that's what they say. Yeah. Good. We'll have more for you soon. Great job. That was a good one, right? Great job. Flawless. Yeah. Teleprompter eventually decided to listen to him and move forward a little bit. So yeah, for no reason. You know, that's how, that's how it goes. Yeah. But that was a really, really good one. This yeah. might, so, Veronica, this is going to probably be part of your job. We'll probably have to set you up right next to it so that uh, you're going to have to always be the, i got to reset it. So you're going to go that way right there. That's and it. our podcast audience is going to get to hear us do this all the time. They're going to yeah, say, okay, here comes the part where they ask Veronica to reset the, yeah, right? <laughs> the teleprompter. <laughs> I'd cut it out, but I'm not going to. Because I think that uh, they deserve to hear it just as much as we they have do to go through it. They just as much as we deserve to go through it. <laughs> now, nah, well, you know, that I think I think it's this part of thing. For if you're if you're getting it the exclusive early listen to all the news on the podcast, you just got to suffer through us a little bit of getting in between yes, the things. Yes, yes, absolutely. But hey, that's why you listen to the podcast because you get first you get the news first. Get the news first. You also get the wacky stuff at the beginning and the end and the mistakes in the middle and us realizing that we yeah. blew something or fixed yeah. something or whatever. Oh, it jumped <laughs> forward. It, it moved the po- it moved <laughs> it moved it again. Should I stop talking? No, no, I don't want, the the iPad needs to figure out to stop it. Stop it, iPad, that's great. That's great. But we'll all jump in. Well, before it goes crazy, I should, I'll get out of the way and let you get to business. Okay. Are we ready? I want Veronica Uh, to be cozy. Ready. Okay, wonderful. So, you may have heard an interruption in the podcast just then. That's because with any new piece of equipment, you have technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Difficulties. And we had the thing that was holding up the iPad underneath the teleprompter. Mm-hmm. It fell because mm-hmm. the, the screw came mm-hmm. undone. So mm-hmm. we think we solved it, and I'm going to try a second run of this Second story. run of the news story. So we're going to cancel the last run of the news story. That's definitely cut out. That's done. Whether or not Jacob decides to keep my monologue, we'll find out. I can't keep it. You want to know why? Why? Because I was putting on my microphone as you were talking. So it would, it would be like this. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it was a classic monologue. It was probably the best dramatic piece you've ever improvised. I think it was the best dramatic piece I've ever improvised. And I think that if anybody had heard it, there would be a Hollywood blockbuster made about it. It was that good. Yeah, I was about, I was getting ready to cry for my Oscar speech. I was gonna cry. Uh, Veronica, we may have to. No, it's okay. I think I get. I think I got it. It's right there. I think so. We're gonna give it a try. Okay. We'll see if it doesn't follow. Then, then we'll have. Then you're ready. Okay. All right. This Week in Green, the Sea Women of Melanesia. While it may sound like the title of a Marvel movie, these real-life superheroes are passionate about marine conservation and making a difference. It all began when a group of indigenous women started to safeguard the coral reefs that surround Melanesia. And now the nonprofit has a strong team of 40-plus female members and growing. The Sea Women work in what's known as the Coral Triangle, which covers some 5.7 million square kilometers between the Great Barrier Reef 
and the island archipelagos of Melanesia and Southeast Asia. By combining indigenous knowledge with science, the group focuses on engagement with communities to learn about where fish are more plentiful at a certain time of year, or matching the color change in coral reefs with the underwater survey data, or understanding how tides may shift as a function of climate change is important to the outreach they do to demonstrate the value of preservation and marine protected areas. That felt good. That was good. That was much better. Well, there's a lot. There's a lot of important data in that particular yeah, one. Was. Usually, it's just you know me spouting nonsense in these things. But that was actually a really important, actually, yeah. really really important news article. That's very cool, Jacob. It's very cool. These these women are doing some fantastic stuff. And you know some of the things that I wanted to include is you did hear that they are the sea women, and yeah. so it's a female driven thing. It's awesome. And so an important thing to note is the program. It's not that it excludes men at all. Okay. Uh, if they want to join and the you know if they they want to join this group that's totally fine with them but they believe that involving women comes with more benefit for the con con conservation work okay um, so basically the director evangelista apollos said when you train a woman you train a society we believe and we've actually seen results showing that women tend to be more accountable they tend to produce results. Also, they tend to bring their kids. That's a key one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, guys never bring their kids around, man. <laughs> they don't bring their they kids. They just, they go shopping for milk and cigarettes. <laughs> and, then, and they're gone. And then, you know, good luck kids. Yeah, yeah. So I, you're right. I think it's kind of true. It's it's funny because if there was an ocean cleanup, I think the instinct of, of dads and fathers is like, no, I got it. No, I'm the one who can do it. But uh, I think I'll take that. You guys play your video games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, fine. The, but the mom's like, no. I'm bringing the kids, These and they're going to learn up, They're going to clean up some coral reefs. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a fair point. I'm glad that they are allowing men to join. Yes. I think that it's uh, unfortunate that it's 40 women and no men, though. Yeah, none yeah, have yeah. actually taken the invitation. Yeah, I know. Seems exactly. like a great opportunity to hang out with some babes and learn learn something totally. about the environment. Totally. Like right? this is a chance. These are the sea women, of Melanesia guys. I get on it. I don't I don't get it. I think these guys need to get get on the ball and get. I mean, I'll I'll join. I, I'm I'm actually thinking that we should go. Let's and we should let's join move and say let's yeah. move to Melanesia and yeah. let's let's get to business. And the good news is we don't have to bring the kids because they're not expecting us to. No. no, I already told them again. Milk and cigarettes. I'm gone. Oh, yeah, so it's not a problem. My kids, they've yeah, yeah. They've, they've learned to live without me. Trust me. It's yeah. Fine. yeah, yeah. So that, that story didn't yeah. have. I didn't have a punchline or anything. It was more of just a feel good one. No, it is a yeah. feel good one. It's a really yeah. good. I, I think it's awesome. You know how much I love the coral reefs. I have a mm -hmm. lot. I have a lot. A lot of passion for for sea, sea life. So this is really really cool to see. Some of the stuff they're talking about, some of the stuff that they're that they're researching, that they're following up on, um, like the changing of the tides because of climate change, uh, you know, like how how the color of coral is affected compared to what it used to be. Yeah, that's important data because they're they're finding that new coral reefs are starting to pop up in other places, right? So if you have an idea of what's going on, you can maybe potentially encourage, uh, you know, positive growth in some areas and maybe do things to help mitigate. Uh, the, the the collapse of some coral reefs, reefs in other areas. So it's really it's really cool. It's just it's it's awesome that uh, that there are obviously people who understand the sea as well as wanting to help it and, and understanding what to do and what the science is behind it. So it's just it's really neat. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm all for it. I think that they should make a Marvel movie about it. Yay. Yeah, I agree. And we'll have more for you soon. <laughs> you know, I think it was a, wobble wobble. besides a few <laughs> words that I flubbed over there at the end. Uh, overall, I felt like it was a major improvement after the iPad fell to the ground and almost destroyed. And Noel gave the most epic uh, apocalypse monologue I've ever heard in my life. It was a good apocalypse monologue. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sad that it's disappeared yeah. to, to but, history. You know, I'll have it. You'll have it. Veronica has it. We'll have it forever. Yeah. Although you guys were kind of busy while I was saying most of it, <laughs> so you, I think it's just me. We're always listening. We're always. I heard it. 
You heard the whole thing. Oh, never tune you out. You never tune me out. Never tune you out. Oh, Always nice tune you on. I love it. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you are tuning me on. That's great. Wow, 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 wow. Well, are you ready to dive into another? Uh, one? I think if the audience is ready and the audience is ready, ready and you're ready and I'm ready, then I'm ready. I mean, we dig into this thing and see what happens, right? Let's see what happens. Okay. Uh, so I should say the title if I don't want to say it during the. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Say it right now, and then okay. that way. A new kind of solar panel could change renewable energy. Okay. Here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. This week in green, Carvey Aaron Maig, a Filipino engineering student, has invented a revolutionary solar panel using the luminescent particles from fruit and vegetable waste. The food waste particles in these solar panels act just as they do in nature, absorbing the sun's ultraviolet rays and turning them into visible light. The panels then convert this harvested light into electricity. And because ultraviolet rays can still reach the panels even on cloudy days or where indirect sunlight can be a factor, these panels can be installed in places where typical solar panels cannot. The particles are placed on a resin surface, which can be molded into different shapes and installed in unexpected places, such as the exterior of a vehicle or along the walls and windows of a building. This young inventor is even working on threads and fabric that can be used to make clothing that generates electricity. Upon hearing the news, Emperor Palpatine denounced the invention as disgusting and a cheap ruse by mudborne muggles to prevent the use of force powers. <laughs> I know that's kind of a flip of like culture references because you've got muggles and Harry Potter. You added muggles and Palpatine. <laughs> With Palpatine and to Star Wars. I was like, first of all, you did freaking um, you did freaking Lord of the Rings earlier. This is the geek episode. I, I went geek a little bit this week. This so if you're wondering why, yes, we went, we went Looney Tunes. It. We went, uh, yes, it was it was a bit a bit full of geek. But I was just thinking, you know, if you're if you're Palpatine it. and you're used to just shooting electricity out of your hands willy nilly. Willy-nilly. Well, how you know how horrible is it to find out that people could be wearing clothes that give them electricity, and they just get little devices put on our fingers, and we could just shock each other? How how great will that be? Unbelievable! <laughs> I love this idea of sticking solar panels everywhere, like just every like clothing, unusual places. These molds, these resins that are mounting. I think it was a very that's a creative idea, and if they're wanting to put them on cars. Yeah, too? yeah, that's that's the idea is that, is that yeah. you can put them anywhere. So, and if you can put them anywhere, then that adds. It just makes it so you can make energy in a lot more places. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple of talking points I found, they're, they're using the food waste, which is mostly supplied by the crops of farmers who are hit with natural disasters, oh. which I think is kind of, a, kind of a great idea, right? Because this is a horrible situation for, for most farmers. You have a natural disaster come. You have a, a, a typhoon or a hurricane or, or, yeah. or whatever, or, or too much drought so you can't get full growth. Whatever the problem is, that happens, and then you get this, this company. It's like, we'll, we'll buy them. We'll, we'll take your, your crops, and instead of you just, you know, dumping them, they, we'll, we'll use them to make something else, which is kind of neat. Yeah. Um, it does, however, uh, make an interesting kind of problem, um, which is, you know, if it becomes adopted in like a really massive way, yeah. does that mean that we're now growing food to, you know, to just throw it into, into, into solar panels, oh, right? Yeah. But, then, but then I was thinking, though, as I was on this little train, because these kind of articles make me think, as I was on this train of, of what that means, I mean, we're already kind of doing that with, uh, with biofuels, right? That's and true. with biofuels, we just burn it. Yeah. So you're getting the, the value of growing the food, which then absorbs some carbon, but then you burn it, which then throws more back in the air. And so the idea was, by doing these two things, it's somewhat carbon neutral. But how much better is it, though, if you're growing your batteries. So you're like you're growing the, the you're, you're growing the food and then using that for the batteries. Although for a while that won't be an issue because there's plenty of waste food as we all know we've talked about it many times in the past yeah. that you know 50% of the food that's grown is just thrown away. Yeah. So if we can start getting that and harvesting it and using it for, for energy for power that'll be really great. Um, out of 78 crops that he tested uh, nine have been shown so far to be effective. Oh. So it can't just grow anything. 
Yeah. You know, I, I was thinking when I was first reading it, what if it was something like a weed, like hemp or something like that? But apparently that's not going to work. It's got to be, there's, there's only a few things that work for it. But that's okay. Um, and that's, that's, uh, that's, a, that's, that's the, the biggest thing. Oh, the, yeah, that's, that, that's it, folks. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's all, folks. More Looney Tunes for you today. Yeah, that's right. We'll have more for you soon. I love it. That was good. It was a stumble was at the end there, yeah, but it's all right. No, it's okay. Yeah. That's the part that we're learning for the audience yeah. we mentioned earlier. It might be good to have it up there. It's just that sometimes it goes away from me. Yeah, and the problem the problem about the talking points is if you don't read the line as it's written exactly, it won't necessarily know to move. Yeah, so it might they might have to be. Might have paper. to be done on paper, yeah. and we just yeah. Bless you. But I think that what I'm going to do is just make them massive and only have the talking points on my paper. I think it's great. And that way, and then you don't even have to worry about this anymore. Yeah, then it's just easy to do. See, this is why we're doing this, yeah. you guys. So, Veronica, I'm sorry to make you stand up again, but the only way it's going to get caught up to my story now is we shift it a little bit forward. No, nope, Unless Noel just wanted to randomly start rereading his entire story. He just... <laughs> no, other, other way, way, actually. Zowie, 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 zowie. You wasp. Go until you see a bunch of... A bunch of see, yeah, there you yeah, go. There go. So just as long as... Get mine into the blue right there. There you go. That's perfect. I think we're nearing the end, right? This, this is, is your last story, this my This is my friend. last story, yeah, right? Yeah. And do you have one more? Or no. This is it. I went first. This is how we wrap it up, mm. right? Okay, so we'll just dive right in. Okay. We'll just dive right Let's in. Let's do it. Okay. Once you're comfortable, Veronica, you're comfy? We sound good? Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Oh, and you're doing this thing where you, you uh, uh, don't read the title, but I have been reading my title, so. Yeah, I know. That's fine. I was thinking that, that uh, my thought was we would have uh, the Chiron, like an image, whatever yeah. the thing was, next yeah. to me, with the, the little title we wrote there underneath it. Yeah. And then, and then we could throw in images now and again, like Palpatine shooting, shooting uh, electricity through his fingers or whatever yeah, else, okay. and then uh, do that to enhance the jokes. Okay. So when people see it, they go, ha ha ha. Yeah. That's the idea. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep reading the headline for now, and maybe it'll be paired with my Chiron. That's okay. Maybe, maybe that's what we're going to learn here. Maybe it's the Jacob Given style. And maybe I should do the same thing. Yeah, maybe we'll look, see that and go, whoo, 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 hot stuff. That works. Yay. And once we realize it works, we start to both do it. Okay. Sounds or you'll good. realize this is terrible. Yeah, or Noel was right, and I should never have questioned that. <laughs> I actually think you might be you might have the better idea. Alright, well let's see what let's see what we got. Let's finish out strong, ladies and gentlemen. This is the last story of this week. This week in green, silent and sustainable fireworks? While fireworks are a tradition for holiday observances like New Year's, Independence Day, and even global events like the Olympics. They've recently been a concern for our air and water pollution as well as the manufacturing process can consume resources. Not to mention the increasing cause of wildfires. That's why Dutch artist and innovator Don Roosgaard has explored a way to create sustainable fireworks. It's called Spark and it's located in Bilbao, Spain where Roosgaard created a mystical show of floating lights utilizing biodegradable materials. Inspired by fireflies, the floating light sparks are moved by the wind, creating a 50 by 30 by 50 meters cloud. He felt that with the increasing restrictions and the fact that more places are prohibiting traditional fireworks, an alternate and more sustainable approach was needed to encourage communities to come together. The dazzling display is also silent, so people with pets and PTSD can enjoy without any issues. Roosgaard presented the show at the Wellbeing Summit at Bilbao, Biscay, Spain, and launched it just before Chinese New Year, and it will continue through June of this year. Not all are rejoicing, as a group of angry fireflies have begun protesting the event, 
a peaceful protest of fireflies tried to illuminate the public with tiny picket signs that say that read spark takes our jobs rotten company yeah it's always the man it's always it's the always man. the man he's making he goes into people's lives he takes away their living what they do yeah. and just ruins everything i know i, I feel for those fireflies i'm with the fireflies in this i one. know i know they i work and i join I, i'll get i will get a picket i will get a picket sign get and join there. them tomorrow i'm i'm in i'm, I'm in on this it's i realized when i read what the firefly said i should have done it more in a firefly voice like you know you did the end mm -hmm. voice earlier but it's been like Spark takes our jobs. That's that's that's, a, that's, that's how they sound. That's right. that's every firefly I've ever met sounds yeah, exactly yeah, like that. Yeah, no question. If your butt glowed, that's what you'd talk like. Yeah, for my sure. butt actually does. Glow. <laughs> it does it. Yes, oh, you're yes. part firefly. Yes. yes, oh yes. Ever God. since you installed this uh, this this uh, this uh, uh, microphone, microphone <laughs> well, my butt has been glowing. <laughs> Well, then you need to watch out for Dan Rusgard. He's taking your job. Oh, my gosh. Dan. Rusgard! <laughs> no. Dan, uh, Don Rusgard, has, like, double letters in every... He's Dutch. And yeah. so it's D-A-A-D-A-A-N. Yeah. And then R-O-O-S-E-G-A-A. -A. So there's a lot well, of... Well, the Dutch like to make sure. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like so if, you know. If in you case you didn't the know, a. there's an extra A here. There's going to be an O because you didn't see. They want to make sure that you know how many O's and A's. Yeah, are I just feel like you could say their name for a longer period of time. You could be like Don Rusgard. <laughs> we could start doing that every single time we meet a Dutch person. Go ahead and say their name just, the way we think that their name should be. Stretch it That's out. what the coffee people do to me. They yeah, say they say true. my name the way they think it should be yeah, said. So why why can't we do the same why thing? Why can't we do the same? I feel like it's been established that it's all right. Agreed. No, this is. This is a fantastic. This is a fantastic article. It's right. interesting. It's really interesting. I don't think. I, uh, okay, after watching um, when, when they when they shut down fireworks displays for COVID in Los Angeles, yeah, and the entire city Lit had the the biggest fireworks show I've ever seen in my life. By, I mean, we were up on that hill, remember? We saw them all. And we watched. I could not believe how many fireworks went off. And I and I, I wonder as as these start to get canceled more and more. I wonder if Los Angeles will ever not have fireworks yeah yeah you know? because i there's there's a ton of them available just south of the border yeah and uh and they're still legal down there and probably will be for for a while and i i think that the you know that the folks in this city are like no we're we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna party yeah, but I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because some of the extra talking points that I brought were there are actually eco-friendly fireworks which have a clean burning nitrogen-based fuel. That means that perchlorate oxidizer is not needed and because there is little smoke, only small amounts of metal salts are needed to produce the brilliantly colored flames. And I think that we might have to meet people halfway. While these ideas like Spark are great ideas, I think people like to have traditional fireworks, and so there still needs to be some development of saying, well, maybe we could still have a similar, you know, with the noise, the lights, the big display, right. but finding safer ways to do it. You know, of course, they well, present laser shows and If you fireworks. found ways to do it with less smoke, it would be a better fireworks show anyway, because half the time the problem you're dealing with is there's so much smoke that you can't see the fireworks once you get to the end of the show. So I, I'm, look, I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for it for, for trying to figure out a way to do that better. Yeah. I yeah. still think that we're going to have unbelievable crazy explosions going through Los Angeles on 4th of July every year. I don't, I don't, I, I don't I see it ever I think you're right. But I, I watched a video of Spark of, uh, you know, and we'll share that on our, our social media, but it, it, it did look pretty cool. Yeah. It was really spectacular. I was watching it and I was going, okay, this guy is an artist and he put together an unbelievable spectacle of these things fluttering around the sky. 
and it just looked really cool. And then, and then you know, there's those drone shows as well sure. that people are doing. Sure. And so. if you know, um, if you add speakers to these things, yeah, then you could have music. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You could have all sorts of things going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have, it, have it like choreographed. Excuse me. No, it's okay. That was not newsworthy. He'll have more for you soon. <laughs> that was good. That was good. I'm I'm happy with it, Dan. That was a you know that was a. I think we stepped in the right direction. <coughs> oh, there he goes. Oh no! And that's the last news report that Noel ever did. But I I mean I'm honestly, dead. look, we may have had some hiccups along the way. I think that given everything, when you add in lavaliers and a projector and a, I mean a you know teleprompter and new lights and all stuff. We have had to really change up a style that we have been doing for a long time, and I think we did pretty well. That was a good episode. It was a good I day. Think I, I, I think we're on the way. I feel like every week we're getting Absolutely. significantly better. I think we're getting, we are going to get used to the, to the tech. Yeah. Uh, I think that we're going to get really better at, uh, at uh, reading, <laughs> you know, and, and, and probably preparing a little bit more. Oh, totally, and Plus, knowing how to, how to phrase it. Absolutely. Like, that's what we're going to learn the most is is I have my story. I plugged it in. Yeah. But how much did I go into things that weren't necessarily needed to be read? I did, you know, so I'm just going to learn a lot, I yeah. think, from this whole thing. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Yeah, and then we add our suits. Oh. Kidding me? Get out of here. Birthday suits, you mean, right? Of course. What okay. other suits do I wear? Okay, good. I don't, I I don't own another suit. I only watch shows with birthday suits. Yeah. Um, I know. I've seen your browser history. <laughs> You guys, thank you to our podcast audience for you guys just rolling with it and letting us figure this thing out. We think we've got something really cool here with these stories. This was a lot of fun to be able to actually share, you know, six solid different stories, add our touch to them, and explore just how we're going to get through it. But thank you guys for being patient. We're really grateful uh, for the time that you're spending with us right now. We can't wait to blow this thing up and get, you know, going from the thousands that are listening now to hundreds of thousands and millions listening, and we're just so glad you're here with us during this stage. Billions. Trillions? Trillions. <laughs> Trillions. Trillions. <laughs> so, we are your beacon of light in a gloomy environment. It's the Bio Friendly Podcast. It's the Bio Friendly Podcast.